Hi, I'm Simon Theakston, and welcome to the 2021 Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year. The way the global obsession with the crime genre continues to grow year on year is simply astonishing, and this year's long list proves the remarkable talent on offer in crime writing from legends of the craft to eager-eyed newcomers. The short list is already too close to call, so we encourage everyone to get voting. A hearty toast of Old Peculiar to all our long-listed authors for this coveted award, and we look forward to what we know will be a fiercely fought competition. In the meantime, I'm going to have a glass of Old Peculiar, because they say an Old Peculiar and a crime novel go very well together. I'll tell you why if you come to the festival in July. Good health. Hello, I'm Joe Haddo, and this is our series of interviews with the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award Longlistees, produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with the title sponsor, Theakston's Old Peculiar. And today I'm joined by former book reviewer and screenwriter turned author, Rosamund Lupton. Hello. Hello, it's lovely to be here. It's great to be here, and I was thinking... Rosamond, over the last, you know, however many Harrogates there have been, I don't think we've met. I don't, I've never been to Harrogate, I have to say, which well, is That terrible. will be why, uh, won't yes. it? Yes, exactly. But hopefully I'll be there this summer. So I'm really <laughs> looking forward to it. How has your, uh, the, the, you know, the last 12 months been? How Have you been writing? Have you been reading? Have you been able to concentrate? I've been reading a lot. I think books are a real saviour during lockdown, I have to say, spirited away to other worlds and other stories. <laughs> Um, so I've loved reading. I think it's challenging um, to write with a constant kind of slight anxiety at the back of your mind all the time. Um, Gets in the way, doesn't it? I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. I think it is a bit of a kind of preoccupation and not the best way. Um, but that's probably just me. I'm sure there'll be a whole spate of wonderful novels written during <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> the lockdown novels will the start lockdown, appearing, I lockdown think. Lockdown novel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, congratulations on being longlisted. Uh, the book is three hours. It's set in a rural Somerset in the sort of middle of a blizzard. So can you just tell us a little bit more about this story for, for those that may not know about it yet? OK, so in, in the opening paragraph, the headmaster of a liberal rural English school is shot and badly wounded. Two teenagers grab him and drag him into the school library. Um, the door doesn't have a lock, um, so they barricade it with books against the gunman. And the story then follows the next three hours. So the staff and pupils who are trapped in the school, uh, the poor parents who are gathering desperate for news and the police whose task is to get everyone out alive. And it's so, it's, when I was writing, I really felt the oppression of the people trapped. So for them, the world is closing in around them. Smells are really strong. Sounds are really loud, especially the gunman's footsteps who patrols up and down the corridor. Yes. But outside, it gets really big. So you have um, counter-terrorism joining the police. You have news media all over the world joining the local press and social media catches fire. And it's set over three hours, um, partly because I wanted the reader almost to be a part of the story to be reading alongside the characters. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, because what we as the reader feel is, is that sort of slight claustrophobia of it, and, and we, we're, we're along with the timeline, as you say, we're, we're sort of living it as we read it. But obviously for you, you didn't write it in three hours. So I how, wish. <laughs> <laughs> did you have to sort of keep going back and just just keeping the time in check and, and and working out you know would that take that long and what would happen yeah absolutely I mean I, I probably wrote it's from loads of different viewpoints so I had like nine completely separate stories yeah. and I put them together and the whole thing probably came out about eight hours 
and then I just trimmed and, and made right. it work and brought it together. So there were a lot of drafts. I wanted it to be anything extraneous was cut. It's it's the most kind of, if you like, streamlined novel I've written, <laughs> even though it's um, over three hours, was a good kind of construct. So it got there in the end. I think it was about four minutes over. Um, I was a scriptwriter for many years, and you do a scene breakdown as a scriptwriter. So I was quite used to kind of working things out to a yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and I use that uh, in writing this book. Where did the the idea of, of that sort of opening scene and then obviously the whole premise of the book come from? I think I spent a lot of time in libraries when I was young. Um, and I think I liked the idea of books being a physical protection against violence. Yeah. I really like that idea. And then you think, well, what's outside? You know, what is the threat? What's going on? And and from that this came the rest of the novel. Um, so and there were things going on around that, that worried me at the time. Um, the sort of rise of hate speech and terrorism and violence. And I thought that's what I'd be writing about. But actually, as those kids are dragging their headmaster uh, into the library, I realised I was writing about love and community and courage and all those things. And that's what the real driver of the book is. Yeah. You're you're a big researcher, aren't you? You you always you love it, but also it's it's very important to you to to sort of get get talking to people and go to the right places. So how much how much did this book take up in terms of research? It was a lot of research. I wanted to get it right. Um, I was very lucky to have a very good police advisor, um, oh. and I think that makes an enormous difference because they can say yes, no, and I didn't want to, if I was going to write about the police, I wanted it to be accurate. Yeah, uh, a lot of it. It said a lot of in the book, um, there's Macbeth going on and I do a kind of parallel. And in my book, it's the dark net where the witches meet effectively. Yeah. So I did a lot of research about the dark net, which is frighteningly easy to get onto. Um, <laughs> and that kind of thing. And I, and I think some of my research probably tripped a few worrying things. I didn't get an Esther visa from America for about a week. Normally. Oh, goodness. Right. <laughs> I think someone was, I was telling quite what I was triggering. So yeah, I, did a, I did a lot of research in different ways. And you enjoy it? I do. I mean, I, I try and think of the story and the characters first, because otherwise I think you get led too much by your research. Well, oh, that's yeah. really interesting. And that's really interesting. So I try and make the research kind of work for the story I want to tell. But yes, yeah, sometimes you come across something like I didn't realise there were these kind of ghosts patrolling the dark net, taking down horrible sights. And I came across that and I thought, how wonderful. Mm. You've got these, these sort of unknown people who are trying to do these things on the dark net. So in they go. But normally I try and keep it to the story that I've written. Yeah. Because what what people don't want to do, and certainly what writers don't want to do, is sort of show their research, to, you know, lather it on, so that the readers a bit like, yeah, 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 okay. And I suppose having the the idea and the plot in your head before is is it's a good way of ensuring. And it's quite that. good early on to say, is this feasible? You know, I think that yes. is quite handy. And then once you've got that, I think for me that it starts with story and character, and then the research comes in to kind of make sure it all works. Yeah. And how did it feel to hear that you'd been longlisted for, you know, what is the biggest award in crime fiction? Well, I was astonished. I still <laughs> am sitting here this morning thinking, is that real? Uh, no, it's, it's, a, it's a real honour. And, and there's so many wonderful books on that list as well. So it's a particular honour. Have you have you got to many of those? Because I know often when this list comes out. Yeah, I have. Uh, well, my, some of my, my favourites are Chris Whitaker. Um, yes. At the end, I think is a, is a wonderful book. Uh, Susie Steiner, I love her books. Um, Ellie Griffiths, I love her books. So you know, there's this like being with them is, is really lovely. It's an, a very good collection. You're in very good company. Very good I company. am. I am. And you, you said you you've never actually been to Harrogate. So might this be the year that you that you join us? Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, it's all. But I actually have family in Yorkshire, so I shall combine it with with seeing them. Which will very be good. 
Yeah. Perfect. The perfect trip. Exactly. And do you know um, anything about the festival from what you might have heard from other authors or, you know, are you, are you looking? I've heard it's really aspect? buzzy. Uh, yeah, no, I've heard it's really great, really buzzy, lots happening, uh, really interesting. So, yes, it'll be good to actually be there. It will. It'll be good. Very good to have you. So we look forward to welcoming you on the lawn uh, and and indeed for, for some events. Um, and remote, all of our long-listed books are available to buy from WH Smith. Uh, and if you've already read Rosamond's book and you know that you want this one to be the winner, why not head over to HarrogateThinkstonCrimeAward.com where you can cast your vote. Well, it's been lovely chatting to you, Rosamond. Thank you so much for your time. And, and, and here's to your first Harrogate. Harrogate.